listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Resi Prep 360 podcast, the Road to Match Day series. I am your host, Sally Traore Ualaka, and this is your premier podcast for all things residency. This series was designed with you, the candidate, in mind to meet your needs and help guide you through the very convoluted residency process. On each episode, we talk about pragmatic ways to help you secure the position you want and bring you some insight from educators as well as thought leaders in the pharmacy residency space. I am so glad that you're joining us today and that you're here. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and tell all of your friends about the podcast. It is our hope to reach as many prospective candidates as possible. Thank you so much for being here. Help us spread the word and please enjoy today's episode. Good evening, everybody. It has been, it's been a minute. (laughs) It's been a little while since, um, since I've seen everybody or everyone's seen me, I guess is probably the more accurate description, but thank you everybody for being super patient. I'm so excited. First of all, we are almost to the end. Um, match day is upon us, like for real, for real, like it's here. We are probably what, 17, no, 15, 17 days away from match day, which is on March 15th. Um, it seemed like a day that a lot of you just felt like, oh my God, it's never going to come. It's never going to come, but we're here. Like we are literally here. Good evening and welcome everybody. This is a live session with Resi Prep by Sally. Um, I work with pharmacy students and new practitioners or pharmacists um, to help you guys and guide you through the residency prep application process in match and post-match and navigating all of what that means. Um, And today, the conversation is really, really um, focusing on ranking and rank submission, aka the pharmacy draft pick day, aka the conclusion of the Hunger Games for what I hope, what I really, really hope is the conclusion for a lot of you um, and all of you really. Um, But um, I'm here to this. It's always quick. The lives are always, always quick because I'm all about giving you the useful, practical information that's going to help you along your journey without being super long winded with it. Um, If you are joining me live and wouldn't mind just letting me know that you can hear me and hear me really, really well, I would greatly appreciate it. Um, But I'm not going to kind of delay getting started too long to be respectful of everybody who's joining me live, to be respectful of their time and keep with the goal of just making this super quick. Uh, This is a workshop and just preparing you to submit your rank. But I really want to pause for a second and just check and make sure that we have a, it's not a conversation because I'm not going to be super long with this, but I hope everybody has been really paying attention to their mental health and you've been tuning in or 
you know, checking in on your friends and your, your colleagues or your family or anybody, your students that, you know, are going through this process. Um, this is an incredibly overwhelming, emotionally taxing process for anybody who's going through it. And I think it also includes programs. Like they're under a lot of stress to find the right pick and the right fit for their program as well. So I'm not neglecting the RPDs here and all of the dedicated preceptors that make match day a success for the programs and for students, what ends up being like an amazing experience for you professionally. But I hope that you have somebody that you've been talking to regularly that's kind of been keeping you grounded, focused, and positive and encouraged um, because this is a marathon. It is not a sprint. I, I want you to understand that March 15th is going to come and it's going to go. And then March 16th and 17th and 18th is going to come along. And your value will not be defined by that single email that morning at 8 a.m. I really, really want you to hear me when I say that to you, that your value as a person, as a future pharmacist and a person who has a lot to offer the profession of pharmacist will not be defined by a single email that's going to come through for you on that morning at 8 a.m. Um, stay focused and stay really, really tuned into your why and the reason why you embarked on this journey in the first place and don't lose sight of that. Okay, now that that's out of the way, um, I want to talk to you about rank submission. I think a lot of people kind of wing this process of the residency application when they should really, really focus the same way you've been focusing the time and energy you put into your letters, your CV and preparing for your interviews. I want to encourage you to put that same energy into submitting a rank. I posted something this week um, asking, I mean, posted something this week talking about how everybody's majority of people like this. I'm not exaggerating, but a lot of people's attitude about residency or the match, it's that they'd rather match somewhere instead of not matching at all. I wholeheartedly disagree with this approach and this attitude. I think that you really, really want to be where you are wanted. You are going to feel that. You really, really want to be with the program that gets you and understands what you are in it for and what you are hoping to contribute and accomplish and that they're committed and dedicated to helping you accomplish those things. Ending up somewhere for the sake of just having a certificate at the end you graduate, first of all, completely burnt out and hating what you do. Um, and then you are going to find yourself kind of twisting in the wind for a couple of years trying to repair that damage. And it's just going to be this distractor that's going to affect you for the next couple of years. So it's not necessarily about the, the 12 months that you're in that program surviving and busy trying to be seen and busy trying to be treated with respect and valued as a person. It's going to be about what the, um, the lasting effect of going through something like that are going to be on you. So it's why I always have this little workshop and this little chat. It's not even a workshop. It'll be super quick. Um, but to guide you and how do you come to that conclusion to say, this is my number one, two, and three um, pick. And these are the positions, these are the programs that I feel like saw me and I would be happy here. Um, my objective today is super simple, is to just um, go over certain things that you should be considering, but also how to prepare for that, the outcome 
once you know an outcome, what do you do after that? Especially if that outcome is an unfavorable one um, for what you set out to do. How do we go back into action mode? Because things are going to happen really, really fast. And you need to start kind of thinking about that right now and how you feel. A lot of the dates that we should be keeping in mind are really... um, about, okay, it looks like I'm sharing my 2022 slides instead of my 2023 slides. Uh, so I'm just going to remove that. <laughs> I'm just going to get that, get rid of that real quick so that I can focus on what I really wanted to share, which are the important dates for 2024. March 2nd this year is your deadline to register in the match. March 2nd. So there are some dates that you really just want to keep track of because after match day, things kind of just take off, right? March 2nd, you need to register in the match by March, by March 2nd to make sure that you have an opportunity to actually submit your rank. Please don't be confused. You do have to register for the match separately from having to register for forecast. March 3rd is when your rank order is due. Um, that's this week. <laughs> um, and so submitting your rank list, it's going to be due this week at 11.59 p.m. And then on March 15th, we hit draft day, which is just match day. And um, I have some a few things planned for that day um, that more information will be coming to you about. But also happening on March 15th is right at noon, they're going to post positions and vacancies that are still available through forecast. Very important to look. You're not really going to be able to submit anything yet. But if you have an unfavorable outcome of the match at phase one, that that day, you're probably going to be like shocked and sad and all these things. But at 12 p.m. that day, you are already able to see what's left um, for phase two and what's still on the table. I want to strongly encourage anyone who does not match at phase one to pursue this. Um, I'm excited that there are some people who did do this, who are willing to come talk um, to you all about what that experience was like for them. Um, But I really believe in the power of phase two and phase three to help get you closer to your goal and accomplishing your dreams. The next day, the applications actually then open. So you see that you literally probably just have, what, 24 hours to screen the programs, to review the programs that are left, to make a decision about which programs that you're going to apply to. And then in 24 hours, applications are open and you're able to submit. When I say things happen fast, they happen fast. So what we don't necessarily have time for, unfortunately, is to is to sit in that anger, that frustration, that sadness. You will not have time to sit in that too long. It's why I really, 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 really start working with people who didn't have a lot of interview during this phase one process. I start preparing you for phase two now. I start helping you identify updated recommendations, updating your CV, um, reworking your letter of intent, identifying what could potentially have gone wrong so that the moment that things open, you are ready to hit the ground running. Like we need to use these next two weeks of waiting for the match results to really, really prepare. That's my advice. And not waiting till the 15th, 16th, 17th and using those two weeks to try to get everything together. On the 20th of March, you then have an opportunity to submit 
um, you can start submitting applications, right? And then the next day after that, the rank order list open. And then in, on March 3rd is the deadline for registration. So they pretty much have the same process. It's just that what you had a couple of weeks or a few weeks to do for phase one, you literally have just a matter of days to do now in phase two, because from March 15th, match day for phase two is going to be April 14th. So a little under a mat, uh, a month to get recommendations, updated letters, like get all these different components of your application updated and resubmitted before match day comes around again. And what you don't want is to repeat or repeat the same process that you did at phase one, repeat that process at phase two, but then wait around for a different outcome. So I really do, like when people reach out, I really do challenge you to try to identify what do we believe went wrong from your perspective, but also reaching out to programs that you interviewed with to see what they are able to share with you about the type of candidate you were, um, you're not going to believe how powerful and impactful that entire thing is going to be. It's going to be very, very useful. And I know that a lot of directors, they do get back to you because I don't know, I don't really, I personally don't know any residency program directors who are in their position and they're not interested in seeing what they know are really, really good candidates and competitive candidates with clear vision be able to secure a position. So they're going to do whatever they're able to do to help guide you as to what they believe you can do better for phase two. So don't hesitate to reach out. Things that you should absolutely consider, right? For all of the people that I work with this year, you all know what one of the first things I harp on. After every single interview, I I asked all, all of you to either write a reflection or record a reflection, um, but write something down right after that interview that describes how you're feeling, that describes what you think you did well, what you think you could have done better, what your feelings are about that program. And that, that it's time to call on those things. It's time to pull those things out and recall how you felt after your interview and how you felt about the follow-up and what do you feel when you look at your goals about this program or these programs you interviewed with that makes you comfortable that I can really thrive here. I can really learn here. I see myself being challenged yet supported in this environment. This is going to be my number one pick right? Did the program show a genuine interest in you, right? Like how does a program show a genuine interest in you? It's probably like one of the questions. This is one of those things that I tell you, if you had an on-site interview, it would have been so much easier to kind of pick this up and detect this, but the environment and being in that environment, it's why I I'm a huge proponent of on-site interviews because you learn things about the programs that aren't in the brochure that the directors can't tell you that nobody can share with you, but just being there and feeling the vibe of the place can tell you a lot about it. But was there a genuine interest in the questions that you were asked where there was a real effort made to get to know you as an individual, not as a pharmacy student? There's a difference where people are only interested in what you've accomplished and what you've been able to do and what you're going to contribute to this program and what you're, 
those are performance driven questions and things that are really designed to find out from an aptitude standpoint, if you have what it takes to be able to thrive in this program. Really fair questions, completely appropriate questions, yes. But do these questions really help a program learn about who you are? The experiences that you've had in life that you're going to show up to this residency program every single day, bring it with you, because these experiences completely and absolutely um, contribute to the type of resident you're going to be. What are your values? What are some things that you really, really care about? Your hobbies? What are some things? Was there any effort on the program's part to get to know you on that level? Or was the focus primarily on what you're able to do? These are clues and telling you about what the culture of the place is and what the place is going to value. Is it going to be a balance of who I am as a person and what I'm capable of doing, or this is just going to be a place that is going to primarily focus on what I can do and what I can produce and how teachable I am and how they can get me through the program with no incident versus your learning. This You're laying the foundation for your career and the rest of your professional career. It's okay for you to not have clarity about certain things. Um, and they would be willing to help guide you through that. So that's what some of the things. Um, how did you feel? Were you anxious most of the interview? Were you excited? Did you feel, um, was it, did you feel challenged during the interview? Did you feel valued, heard, or seen? Did you have a sense of belonging during the interview? These are all things I really, really want to um, really emphasize that you think about when you're ranking, um, please, <laughs> um, based on your professional goals, like when you sit down and you say, this is what I'm trying to do. This is what I'm trying to accomplish. Is this program really capable of setting you on a path to accomplish those things? That can't be yes, but that can't be no, but that has got to be a clear and resounding yes or no. If a program does not have the infrastructure to set you on a path to accomplish the professional goals you have, do not do it. <laughs> Don't do it. You're going to be there. You're going to be miserable. It's going to translate into your performance that you do not feel like being there or you don't feel like the place is a right fit for you. So I want to encourage you to really be honest about what you learned once you got there about what they have to offer and what they don't have to offer and whether those opportunities are available through affiliations with other institutions. These are all different things I think you should have been asking so that you are able to clearly answer this question with a yes or no, right? And then preparing for match day. Um, <laughs> this is hard. Um, on match day, I, I wanted to do it by myself. I didn't want to check the email with anyone I present. Um, I couldn't sleep the night before. Like I was that candidate. I was the candidate that was incredibly anxious about what the outcome would be. But I also knew that it didn't matter what the outcome was. I was going to do phase two. I was going to scramble if I had to, because I absolutely knew that doing a residency was paramount to all of the different things that I wanted to accomplish. It was for me, right? 
Residency may not be for everybody, but I'd identified it as what I needed to be able to do what I wanted to do with respect to my career and patient care. Be ready for whatever March 15th outcome is. Like really, really be ready. Stay positive. Like as you're preparing yourself mentally for what the outcome is, in your mind, really understand that things really are working for you. Like things really are working for the outcome that you deserve and the outcome that is the most, that is the best for you. Staying positive is really, really going to be important in the next couple of weeks. Remembering that one day, one day does not set the course for the rest of your life. One day, March 15th is one day out of the three years that you've been in pharmacy school or the four years that you've been in pharmacy school and you've been able to achieve outstanding academic um, performance and you've been able to have outstanding community service and create programs that make that community better. Leave a legacy at your school that is going to be there long after you've moved on. March 15th does not get to erase all of that. Like it just doesn't. In the moment, you may feel that, but I really, really feel like I just have to say it out loud so that it's on your mind. March 15th does not get like, don't give it that type of power where all of the amazing things that you've done till this point, that one day will will really be able to take all that from you. Don't. Have a support person available. Um, I checked my match result by myself. But I did have like my entire tribe on standby text message and phone calls to let them know what the outcome was. And I think that's going to be very important that there are people who know that that day at 8 a.m., they need to be available on their phone and ready to answer the phone to 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 help you, (laughs) to help you celebrate, to help you cope, to help you plan for what's next no matter what the outcome is. So really start thinking about and identifying who those people are going to be and tell them, I really need you to answer the phone when I call you that day. And I really need you to text back like right away when I text you that day, I'm going to need you that day and have people that are able to do that for you. Um, On the first day of residency, nobody knows how you got there. I don't know why this comes up, right? Nobody Nobody knows how you got there. Um, When you show up on the first day of residency, there's no, like on your name tag, it doesn't say that Sally had to scramble for this position. Um, Jane got it at phase one. Eric got it at phase two. There's none of that. There's just one thing. You're all here now and you're all in it to make it now. And you can build that community right from there. All that really matters is that you are there. You are there. How you got there is your business. And if you want to be empowered and share that story with other people to encourage them, wonderful. In fact, I'll be looking for you (laughs) to come and share that story to empower other people not to give up. But on the first day that you get there, no one has any idea. None of your co-residents have any idea how you got there. And it's none of anybody's business. So the idea that it's phase one match or bust, I don't want you thinking like that. I want you thinking about residency is important to what I want to do with my career. And so I'm going, I'm committed to securing one, no matter what March 15th has to say. 
Now, do not rank a position you don't, do not rank a program that you didn't absolutely feel like had something to offer you and you had something to offer it. Just don't do it. It's 12 months, like I've said, but it's 12 months for the rest of your life. That's the beginning of the rest of your career. You don't want to set that pace like that way. That's the first thing I wanted to get across. The second thing is when you rank a program as number one, the way the algorithm works is it goes for the candidate's preference first, and then it goes in and looks for that. Um, there is a YouTube video that is really, really amazing at describing this match process. It's an illustration. I mean, it's an animation <laughs> illustration. It's an animation and I'm dropping that in the comment right now. Um, and I think it, it's, it's a great tool. Like I could sit here and try to explain, then this is a tentative match. And then if this program does this, then that's a tentative match. Watch this video. And it's not long either. Watch the video and you'll understand the importance of you ranking based on what you feel. If the program made you feel like absolutely we're ranking you and they, they, they gassed you up and they were like all about you and you felt that, that's great. But please understand that programs are out here. They are performing. They will perform for you because they also don't want to go through phase two. <laughs> they don't. It's more work. It's, a, it's extended work. Like if you match at phase one, they're done. They can move on to your onboarding and all that other cool stuff and exciting stuff. But if they don't match or they still have a vacancy, then the marathon continues, then they're back in it, then they're interviewing again, then they're submitting a rank, just like you are. So they will perform for you to improve their chances of ending up on your list. This is why you have to go back to your reflection. And this is why you have to pay attention to how you felt about that because they perform programs. Programs are known to perform and this is not a secret. They do perform because they don't want to do it past phase one. They want to get it once and done just like you do. So rank based on your preferences and don't think about anything relating to what the program is trying to do or what they, how far they went to try to impress and all like performance is part of the game. I asked you guys to inbox me questions. I feel like I have answered many of those questions. The questions were really, really shared. Um, many of you just wanted to know how does the rank work? The comment that you have, the link that I've just commented in the, in the comment box tells you exactly what the process looks like. What I wanted to make sure that we covered with this um, little chat was where you should be mentally as you prepare to submit your rank and why it's important to be absolutely selfish in your decision because you do not want to have regrets. Like 12 months is a long time to just be like, I knew it in my guts and I went against my gut, my gut feeling. I don't want that for you. I don't want that for anyone. My God, it just sounds awful. Right. But fear is a real thing. And I know that many of you are going to be, um, 
in a really, really heightened state of worry and anxiety that you've ranked incorrectly or any of that, rank in the order that you want. Rank based on where you want to go. Rank based on the place that genuinely made you feel like here, who you are as a person, coupled with what you are able to do is going to be welcome, celebrated, but also challenged in order to elevate those skills further. If you didn't have that feeling with a program, it doesn't deserve to be number one. It just does not. Maybe it deserves to be number four, but it doesn't deserve to be number one, right? Your first three ranks, I really want you to take seriously how you organize those Um, Because if you've had more than four or five interviews, chances are you will match as one of your top three or four programs at phase one. So those top ranks really do deserve that compare and contrast. Who has what? Was a teaching certificate important to you? Is, is a teaching certificate important to your journey? If it is, the program doesn't have that doesn't have that may not deserve to be number one and it deserves to be number two. Um, do you want to build, uh, do you want exposure to investigational drug services? And two of the programs had that, one of the programs did not. That Those two programs maybe go above the program that did not. Um, is being in a city an important aspect? Is being near the beach? Is being near hiking sites? Uh, are all these things really important to you? If they are, then rank based on what's important to you, right? It's a, it's going to be a difficult year because you're going to be challenged and pushed. We want that. We're looking for that in residency, but we also want a place that sees you, a place that hears you, where you don't deal with the microaggression, where your career goals will absolutely be a priority for the program and who you are as a person. I, I, I am for this. And I don't think that this is an unreasonable ask who you are as a person, what your life experiences are and have been absolutely should play a role in how you rank these, these programs. Because if you end up in a program that is not going to get you and understand you, you are going to have an incredibly difficult year. You will have an incredibly difficult year. I don't care how well you perform it will be a difficult year for you because as a person and as an individual, you will not feel fulfilled. You will not feel satisfied. You're going to feel like there's a piece of this growth and learning process that is missing. I don't want that for anyone. Nothing is worth all that. Not residency, not anything in life is worth you feeling like your sense of identity and who you are as a person is neither acknowledged, respected, or valued. I want that for nobody. Um, And so good luck. Good luck to (laughs) good luck to everybody going through this process. I am rooting for everybody going through this process for anybody interested in a conversation and interaction or wants to speak to me um, further because you're like, I still don't know what I'm doing or how to go about this. My inbox is always open. Hit me up and we can connect really easily and have a conversation. But as always, just stay with it. Stay positive. Protect yourself. Protect your mental health. Value your mental health. Um, And I'm rooting for you. And look out for more information about what's coming on March 15th. I'm so excited that you could join. 
um, and don't hesitate to reach out, as I've said, um, with no questions in the chat box. Um, good evening, Chris. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I have a comment, but with no other, with, with no questions in the chat box or anything, thank you for being here and please take care and have a wonderful evening. Bye guys. Thank you for tuning in on this episode of the Road to Match Day series. We hope you learned something new on this episode um, that will help you along your journey to securing the postgraduate position of your dream. Help us reach more prospective candidates by telling your friends, your students, and your colleagues about the show. Next, leave us a comment and a review. This helps us identify topics that you find relevant that you'd like us to get into more or invite more guests to talk about in more detail, or perhaps you want a guest to return because you had so much fun. Don't forget to leave us a comment and let us know all about that. Thank you for listening to the show today and we hope you'll tune in again.